0: Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. With inclement weather in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex this weekend, we want you to be able to stay home and stay safe. Today's message is a throwback titled, Training Faith, originally from November 3rd, 2019. Now let's join Pastor Tim. Hi.
1: I love you. It's so good to see you. So excited to be here with you all. Um, be covering pastors Mike and Natalie, as he said, as God opens doors for him to influence the influential, I think it's a, a testament to what God has called him to do, not just in Tulsa, uh, but around the world. And so we celebrate the doors that God is opening, but we know he can maintain in those doors because of prayers that cover him so continue to pray for him uh, as he represents around the world how many people excited to be here today though Okay, How I mean, people, real talk, you saw Mike's Instagram and thought Kanye was going to be here today, and he's not, and you like, oh, God, I'm stuck now, I can't leave, i look like a clown if I just walk out. Ha-ha! Ha! Ha-ha-ha! That's what you get. Now you're here. Don't try to go pee and not come back. You're already here already. Part 13 of Crazy Faith. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11. Uh, that's my assignment for today. And I want to read uh, a passage in your hearing, and then how many nerds do I have in the building? You like taking notes. About 48 hours from now, you're going to preach it like it's your own message. You're like, you know what? I was in the presence of the Lord, and here's what he told me, Girl. Okay, take notes on this. Uh, I want to I read this incredible uh, narrative, three verses in Hebrews. Uh, it's just amazing to me. Here's what it says. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was what? Testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense... Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Short three verses, but very, very powerful. If you're taking notes today, uh, the title of this message, the 13th message in a crazy faith series, is simply training faith. I want to talk to you today about training faith. Everybody say that with me. Training now look at somebody and say, I'm getting trained. I'm getting trained. I'm getting used to it. I, ain't want, I don't like it, but I'm getting trained. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word. Holy Spirit, train us. Amen. I pray quick. Abraham by faith took his son Isaac and was going to sacrifice him simply because God said so. God just says, hey, Abram, you know that son that I gave you, that miraculous son that I gave you? That son that you should have never had being that you were 99 years old, when I gave you the word, 100 years old when your son came, your, your, your wife Sarah was 90 years old when she gave birth to this child, that, that son that you waited 100 years for, I want you to take him, sacrifice him. Like, 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 why would God do that? What, what is it about training that is so important to God? Well, this word in Hebrew simply means to venture, to put someone to the test, to give experience, to train, to conduct a test. And I love this last one, to make an attempt. For some of you, God is literally just asking you to step out in faith. And basically all he's saying is, would you make an attempt? Like, I know you're weak, but I just need you to make an attempt. I know you like alcohol, but I just need you to make an attempt to stop drinking it. I, 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 I know that you still have a temper, but I just need you to make an attempt to be nice. I, I, I'm trying to train you into being something that you don't think you could ever be and you couldn't be without me. But with me, all things are absolutely possible. It says, it's just a test. It's a quality assurance test. So, so, so let, me, let, me, let me answer uh, this question. Why would God test us? It's a question I want to answer. I have three, three, three things that I want to give you to this question. Three answers to this. Why, why would God test us? Let me pause and just ask by a show of hands, how many feel like you've been tested by God? Put your hands down. How many people feel that right now you're being tested by God? Her hands shot up before I even, she was like, mm. <laughs> Sir, you have no idea. Well, well, why would God test us? Because he doesn't tempt us, but he does test us. Here are three reasons, I believe. To give us experience. He sends us through certain tests to give us an experience that we would not have without the test. There, there's a way that God wants you to be able to describe your relationship with him. That is completely different than hearing it from somebody else. He wants you to have your own experience. He doesn't want you to live off of the testimony of your parents or your friends or or the people that you've seen God move through. He wants you to have your own experience with him. And what he says is you can't have it in the absence of a test. So it's to give experience. It's to train us. The way to, 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 to build us up in something that we cannot have on our own. And the last thing is to anchor us. If you're really going to be somebody that operates perpetually in crazy faith, you have to be anchored in your faith. You have to have a weight to that faith that means that no matter what comes up in the future, it will never knock you off your course or your purpose because you have enough experience that's weighted you down in the things that God has called you to do. So when the storms of life come, you do not get intimidated by them. Because you're like, listen, God's going to bring me through this in 2019 in the same way he brought me through in 2018, like the same he brought me through in 2017. My memory is not short. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it back then, he will do it right now, and he will do it in the future. He is my provision in the 90s, the 2000s. The my faith is weighted. I can't be knocked off. I've been with him too long. It doesn't matter what I get into at this point in my life. I'm just like. Tuh. When you have a T-A-H in your soul. The enemy doesn't know what to do with you. Because he'll throw darts and arrows at you and you'll be like. Tuh. <laughs> Yo. Yo, he wilding again. Who's wilding? Lucy. I don't call him by his full name. He don't deserve all that. Lucy. You know the homie Lucy that got kicked out of heaven? That dude is tripping again. He's coming after my blessing, trying to come after my divine purpose, trying to knock me off my generational blessing, trying to mack me off of my divine right to be a worshiper of Jesus Christ. (laughs) He wow. He's already defeated but he still like playing games anyway. Like, I don't know who plays games when they know they lost. That's the epitome of lunacy. So some of y'all need to get a in your spirit. This week, no matter what hits you, just be like, t-ha. y'all wow, y'all ain't not get me fired. T-ha. Y'all crazy. Y'all not getting me kicked out of my parents' house going to this club tonight. <laughs> and to bless your life, get a tough in your spirit. I want to give you three steps to pass your test. Is that okay? I like giving points. And so I want to give you the three steps to pass your test. And, and these three steps to pass the test are found in the narrative of the test that Abraham took. So I'm going to be referencing everything else that I have to say in these points through the narrative of Genesis chapter number 22. Here's what it says, and here's the first point that I want you to write down: Be ready to take your test. If you're going to really understand how to navigate training faith, the first point you got to have is to be ready to take your test. How many people here by a show of hands, were, you were good in school? You were good, you were just good. You didn't even like school, but you were like, I, I've mapped this, I know how to get through this. Like, I don't even like it, but, but I know how to get through. How many good, were good test takers? You were like, I'm prepared. I don't know why I gave you a nerdy voice, but that's just the way I think you sound. I just, I just think everybody that's prepared for a test is like, I'm prepared. Yeah, oh yeah. Eight chapters of history, got it. Oh, essay form. No problem. I'm going to knock this out. (laughs) First one done. Teacher, done. And everybody in the room is like, I hate her. I can't stand. Anybody in here, you were the type of prepared that if you got anything less than an A, you were appalled? (laughs) All these hands went up. Yes. Still cannot stand my teacher for that A minus. Prepared to take my test. Abraham was prepared to take his test. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter number 22, verses 1 through 3. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son. I love how this reads in the NLT. Take your son, comma, your only son, comma, yes, comma, Isaac, comma, whom you love so much. You laying this on pretty thick, God. I already know he's my son, my only son. Yes, Isaac, the name we gave him, whom I love so much. Go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning. This means Abraham had a whole day to think about it. Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. You got to be ready to take your test. This is this right here. God goes to Abraham and says, hey, Abraham. Uh, listen, we've been walking uh, with each other now for some, some time. Uh, I came into your life at 75 years old, uh, and I just told you to leave uh, your, your father's family in the country that you came from. You did that. Great job. Remember, for 25 years, all I asked you to do is obey everything I'm telling you to do. Great job. You did that. Uh, when you turned... Uh, uh uh 99 I told you and this is like 24 25 years after I came into your life I said hey it's time for you to reciprocate the relationship that I went into you went into with you uh, 25 years ago it says you need to circumcise yourself can I just pause for a minute <laughs> it's hard to not talk about this point without my voice going into a little high pitch But I just want you to think about a God that is so patient that he would go into a relationship with you and wait 25 years before he asked you to reciprocate it with him. What do you want from me? Just obedience. Do you want me to do anything? No, no, just follow me. Just just I want you to get used to the sound of my voice. I'm your dad. I just want you to get used to the sound of my voice and and there's going to be a rhythm and a flow to the first 25 years of our relationship that I don't want to interrupt. I just want you to get used to because you had 75 years with with some false gods. So I'm not going to demand stuff from you quick. So for 25 years, we're just going to slow walk this out. But after 25 years, he goes, okay, there is something that you can do for me. Yes, Lord, I'm ready. What is it? I'm going to need you. Go ahead and need you to circumcise yourself. No, doctor. I'm gonna need you to get a sharp rock. Oh, y'all didn't. What did y'all think was gonna happen? I tell stories. You're gonna get this work today. You're gonna have stuff in your mind today that you did not expect to have on a Sunday. Prepare thyself. I'm gonna need you to take a sharp rock. Not scissors, not a scalpel. And I'm going <laughs> to need you to I'm going to need you to go ahead and clear that off of you. You can't tell me that Abraham's not devoted. Abraham's about this life. We can't get some of y'all to wake up at six to pray. Abraham was about that life. Some of y'all can't fast for 36 hours. Abraham was about that life. He cut it. done, God. God's like, dang. I picked a good dude to follow me. This is great. I'm going to let you heal from that. And he doesn't bother him for 16 more years. What else now? Nothing? Just keep on following me. We good. 16 more years. Anything, Anything else you want me to do? Nope. We good. But he was ready to take his test because he had already passed some previous tests. He left his father's house. What do you want me to do? Well, you want me to leave? I'm out. What, you want me to circumcise myself? Done. <laughs> Every time I do it, y'all, oh God. <laughs> and then now he says at 116, I want you to take your son, your only son. Yep. Isaac, I want you to take him to uh, one of the mountains in Moriah that I'll tell you about, and I want you to sacrifice him there. Here's what's interesting about this portion of the narrative. Abraham asked no questions. None. None. Literally. He doesn't go, um, that... Uh, you can't mean Isaac because you promised me Isaac so you know what That's prob- God's probably talking about he's probably talking Yeah, yeah. You, you, you must be talking about something you don't mean what you say I heard you but you don't mean it anybody ever got a word from the Lord and you tried to uh, change it to fit what you wanted it to be you can't date him okay Lord I, see- I hear what you're saying you don't want me to date him Like, you don't want me to try to, like, figure out his age. That's what you mean. You mean age ain't nothing but a number. And I really shouldn't get caught up in, you know, dates and times. But I know you mean that I can't... You're not trying to say I can't be with him. No, he... uh, You can't date him. Period. Um, you just mean right, like, not right now. I'm going to consecrate myself for 30 days. Bathe myself in essential oils, <laughs> like Esther, and then come back, and then I'll be ready. That's what you mean, Lord. Not right now. Abraham asks no questions. He hears a word from the Lord. I need you to take Isaac and go sacrifice him, and he goes, got it. sits on it for a day. Can you imagine dinner that night? They sitting at the table. Mm. Sarah, you good? Yeah, good. Isaac, how you feel? Good, good, good. Dad, I'm just feeling great about my life, you know? I got dreams and aspirations. I want to grow up and follow God in the same way you. And He like, mm, okay, that's cool. Cool to have a dream. Cool to have a dream. I know God's plan for your life, though, so. Better be done by tomorrow. <laughs> He sleeps on it, wakes up in the morning early, grabs Isaac, some wood, some fire, a knife, some donkeys, some servants, and they go because he's ready for the test. Are you ready? to take your test. If you're not ready to take your test, you will have to retake the test. Some of you are on your fourth job, and you don't realize you got the same boss that you left in your first job. The same situation keeps popping up, but because you didn't pass the test the first time, now you're on the fourth time and you think it's the enemy. No, you just haven't passed your test. God's trying to get you to show patience and some humility in the season that you're in and you're like, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing when keeping it real goes wrong. They walk out. To this place that they're supposed to go to, which brings me to point number two. And y'all know I always have basic points. Point number two is simply this. Take your test. Have you ever seen somebody get ready for the test and then not take it? Not show up for it? Not not be there to to complete what's in front of them? So my exhortation to you is take your test test. Here's what it says, Genesis 24, 22, I'm sorry, 4 through 10. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther, we will worship there, and then we will come right back. If this ain't prophetic, I don't know what is. Now, now you know that Abraham knew what his assignment was, but look at the faith he exhibits in the moment. Me and the boy about to go up to worship, and then we'll be back. I don't know how we're going to come back. I don't know if it's like I'm going to have to carry him back, if he's going to be alive or not, but we we coming back. So We'll be right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, "Um, Father? Yes, my son," Abraham replied. Uh, um, "We we have the wood, the fire, and the wood." The boy said. "But where? Where is the sheep? Because I, I mean, this ain't the first time we've ever sacrificed something, so I know something's missing. Um, where's the? Where is the sheep for the burnt offering?" God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. Isaac says nothing else. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son Isaac. As a sacrifice. Now, now I, need, I need y'all to picture this with me, okay? So, so I got somebody that's coming to, to, to help me give you this picture because this test is not just about Abraham, this test is also about Isaac. Y'all welcome Isaac to the show. So so come on come on, Isaac. So so Isaac, this is not like a little six-year-old. This, this, is, this is between a 14 and 18-year-old kid who, who can carry wood on his shoulders up a hill. So this is a strong dude. He has some muscle to him. He has some definition. And they get to the top, and he's already asked the question, hey, where is the sacrifice that you're supposed to have? Because I see wood, and I see the fire, and I see that knife see this rope? I don't see the sacrifice. And he goes, the Lord will provide a sheep himself for the sacrifice. Here's Isaac's response. "Hmm, Okay. And so they get up there and I just want you to imagine it's only those two. And Abraham's like, here, hold that real quick. Okay. Got the wood. Thank you for giving me the wood. Appreciate that. Put the wood here. Uh, and then, uh, Okay, and then the fire, we need the fire. Oh, you got the, oh, thank you for having the rope. Um, Hey, hold this right here real quick. like I do. How did this kid remain this calm in this moment? He has the strength to take his daddy out. Now can I just pause and tell you I couldn't have been Isaac. The way I'm set up, I'm risk-averse. i am risk averse so if I see my dad put fire and wood down, grab his knife, shing, and take rope and start putting it around me, my natural reflexes, I'm, I'm a dude. It's gonna be probably like, you know, it's gonna be a fist and an elbow. It's gonna be a, a follow through movement. I'm gonna be down the hill on the donkey with the service. Like, let's ride dog. My dad done. It severely lost his mind. When I tell my mama, I'm out. I'm just telling y'all right, I'm out. This is as much Isaac's test as it is his daddy's test. Have you been trained to the point that you can be in a Isaac type situation? And even though you feel like you're the one that's being tied up, say, this must be something God's trying to do. So I'm not going to open my mouth and mess it up. I'm going to sit here to see what the end is going to be. He ties up Isaac and then puts him on the altar. Now, remember, this is a big boy. So Abraham didn't like knock him out and then drag him. He's actually getting participation from the person that needs to be sacrificed. Hey, I need you to come over here. Okay, now just, yeah, go ahead and put yourself on the, there you go, there you go. Scoot up a little bit, son, I'm gonna kill you. I want you to be, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you look good, great. This is a type and shadow of God the Father. In Jesus Christ, Isaac has wood on his shoulders going up the side of a mountain. Christ had a wooden beam on his back going up the side of a hill. He had already asked his father if there's any other way that this could happen. Let it be, but if... But, but if not, your will, not my will, but yours be done. Where is the sacrifice? And, 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 and Isaac is acting just like Jesus in this moment. Without saying a word, he comes to this position. And his father is going to kill him. Which brings me to point number three. Please write this down. Your test. (laughs) It's real simple. Prepare for your test. Take your test and pass it. There's some stuff that I don't want to see no more in my life. So when the Lord sends me through something to train me in a way, I'm like, I got that the first time, sir, because I don't ever want to have to go through this. (laughs) Again. Pass your test. Here's. Here's what it says, Genesis 22, 11, and 12. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham! Exclamation mark. Abraham! Yes, Abraham replied, almost bothered. Here I am. Hey, you told me to get my kid. I came up here, about to do it. Now you interrupted me. I'm trying to obey God here. Don't lay a hand on that boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You didn't know when I circumcised myself? (laughs) For real, sir? You You didn't see how I was laid up? 11 days trying to heal? Couldn't play with my kids? What? You didn't know that when I left my father's house? Oh, now you really, really know. What did you know before? You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham put this child of promise on the on the altar. And literally. You don't need to see this son. And he I'm amazed at God's patience, because when he was tying him up, he could have said, oh, that's enough, man. When he put him on the altar, he, said, he could have said, hey, stop him. He waited till he got here with it. <laughs> that's just drama. That's just drama persona. Angel comes out of nowhere. Hey! And here's what I think happened. I think god was watching this whole scene and peeked over the balcony of heaven and was like look 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 shush. hey hold on real quick angels stop saying holy i know it um <laughs> some of y'all are bible people i love you um it's like shh, shh, real quick look look he, he about to do it he about to do it. he really gonna do it i told him to sacrifice said, so he about to do it oh my god he really oh he done tied him up oh well he gonna go through it hold on i just want to see oh he no he put him on the altar oh he, he took out his knife Oh, his knife is now over his head. He's about to stop him! Michael, Gabriel, those are the only two names that I know from angels. Um, What are y'all? <laughs> Go down there, stop it! And he sends him down there. Why, why did he have to stop this? Here's God's perspective. Stop him. No, 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 you really have to stop that guy. Because if he goes through with this, then there won't be one father that has the testimony that they gave their only begotten son. I need you to go down there and stop this from happening or Abraham and I are going to be equals. It's going to be for God and Abraham so loved the world. And I can't let that happen. You better go down there and stop this right now. And Abraham goes, (laughs) <laughs> you sure? because I'm about this life <laughs> you know I left my daddy's house and then you know I <laughs> so you know I will he's like I, I know you will but here's what I want you to know I was just testing you I was just training you to see if you were down to do whatever I've called you to do when I've called you to do let me tell you something about crazy faith Crazy faith only happens when you pass training faith. (laughs) Leaving your father and mother's house ain't that crazy, really. You're supposed to leave. It's sad if you don't. Your parents should have a talk with you if you're still there. And you're 38. I mean, without, you know what I'm saying, some really significant circumstances, you should bounce. At some point, you should leave your parents' house. Circumcision, that's a little bit, you're getting close. But when you're ready to give up what you love, when you're ready to give up what was promised to you, when you're ready to give up anything that would get in the way of you doing what God has called you to do, that's when you know you've been trained to do what God has called you to do. Y'all give Isaac a hand. Yeah. Did a great job, man. Great job, he's <laughs> so chill. Like, Here's what I love. He's so in character. He's like, I'm going to be here until we're done. <laughs> Let me give you a couple more verses, and then, we, and then we're going to pray, all right? <laughs> it's kind of creepy at this point. Here's what it says. Here's what it says in Hebrews 11 and 19. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back to life. And here's what it says in James chapter number 2, verses 21 through 23. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith Complete. Here's basically what God is saying. Uh, uh, I don't need you to just talk about it. I need you to be about it. Uh, I I, I, I don't need you to just, just, just with your mouth say I have faith. I need you with your actions to exhibit that faith. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. How many people would love to be friends with God? It's pretty simple. Pass your test. Pass your test, and here's what God says. That's my friend right there. In the last 23 years that I've been walking with the Lord, there's been many tests that God has put before me. Some tests were to check my pride. Other tests were to check my humility. Other, other tests were just to see who I loved more. And he would tell me to put things down in one season, only to give it back to me in another season. And then I'm confused. I'm like, I thought you said that you didn't want me. He was like, I just wanted to make sure that you love me more than you love it. Let me tell you who he calls friends. Those he trains. If you try to get around training, what you're really doing is trying to get around friendship. God wants a friendship with you. And all friendships get tested. Get tested by pain, disappointment, confusion, frustration, even anger. But at the end of it, here's what he wants to be able to say My son, my daughter, there's nothing that you could throw at them, enemy that would make them leave the relationship that we have. Well, how do you know? I tested it. Story of Job. God goes, you shouldn't try to make a bet with me, but if you want to, have you considered my servant Job? This is one of the most extravagant compliments that's ever been narrated in all of scripture. That God would bet on a man outside of his son and literally say, I guarantee you, whatever you do to that guy, he won't leave. Well, of course he won't leave. You have a heavier protection around him. God knew something Satan didn't. Bro, I've already trained this guy. So it doesn't matter what you throw at him. On the other side, he's still going to love me. He was tested, he was tried, and then he got double for everything he lost. I believe that there's some people in this room, your greatest miracle is on the other side of this test that you're taking right now. I don't know what double looks like for you. I don't know what triple looks like for you. I don't know what more looks like for you. But you'll have it. If you would prepare for your test, take it and pass it. Let me add one more thing before we pray. God will never test you in an area that he knows you can't pass. so for all of you that's going it's too
0: hard right
1: now it's only hard because you've never experienced it but he knows you can pass it or he wouldn't be testing you he will never put more on you than you're able to burden and carry Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I have a complete and utter reliance on the Holy Spirit to minister to hearts while I'm speaking to ears. Here's what I know for a fact. My assignment today was to come here and put your test in context. That whether you feel like you're Abraham in the story or you're Isaac in the story, that God simply wants to do something in your life so that he can give you an experience testimony, a weight in your faith, an anchor on the other side. So if God was speaking to you through this message, and you felt like it was for you while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if God was speaking to you personally through this message, I just want you to stand right where you are. If this was your message, thank you. Thank you. I wish I could look all of you all in the eyes at once, but that would be weird if I could. But if I could look all of you in the eyes, what I would tell you, I'll look you in the eyes. What I, what I would tell you is that you're going to pass the test. Period. We're going to pass it. And that by this time next year, things that would have made your knees buckle, you'll have a. (laughs) That's how it's going to feel to you. Telling you, one year from now, there's gonna be the same type of situation that you are feeling like is weighty right now that you are literally going to, ah! Can't even believe he tried that again. It doesn't work anymore. I passed my test. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, he's giving you an experience so that from now into the rest of time, it won't be a bother to you. So here's my exhortation and my encouragement. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not second guess this season of your life. God has you right where he wants you. He is the one that asks for you to take the test. So he's going to give you the strength to pass it. Don't back down. Don't cave in. And don't call a test from God an assignment from the enemy. Do not misdiagnose God's intentions for this season of your life. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Thank you for the amazing way that you can speak to us through your word in a way that causes everything in our lives to change. God, we accept the test that you've asked us to take. We're preparing for it. We're taking it. And we're gonna pass it. We won't give up, we won't quit. We won't walk away and get an incomplete. We're going to finish this test. We're going to pass it. And we're going to thank you for what you give us on the other side. God, I pray that there would just be a supernatural grace, a lightness in the heart, and a fire in the belly to walk completely through this season. So that on the other side, we can say that Jesus is Lord. God raised me from the dead. I got a story. You want to hear it? Here it goes. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus if you love him. Hey, you may be seated. Real quick. Again, heads bows, eyes closed. If there's anybody, or you don't have to close your eyes, I don't care. If, if, if you want to give your life to Jesus, may, maybe the test that you're in right now You realize, yo, this is not a test from God. I've put myself in this test. I just want you to raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus. I want to give. I came here with the purpose of giving my life to Jesus. Raise it high. You should be proud to raise it up. Wherever you are in the room, wherever you are in the room, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Hey, bow your heads real quick. We we pray as a family here. So I just want you to repeat after me. God, thank you for giving me this moment to receive your son. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. I change my mind about the way I think and the way I've lived my life. I repent. And i destined to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands for all the souls that came into the kingdom.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Embassy City Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.